Let's get down, let's get down to business Give you one more night, one more night to get this We've had a million, million nights just like this Episode 11 You're so good at that I don't know I think we might have to pull I that think, out if we go to season I, 2 I, I honestly think we can put you on Cameo And make a little bit of money out of you Just every time, episode, episode Whatever ep- people want you to say Wish a happy birthday, say an episode, whatever yeah. Oh my god, the happy birthday would be awesome if I could do that. I don't what would I charge? $12? I'm a nobody right now. Maybe yeah. Well, listen, oh, you gotta enough. build it up. Earn your stripes, as you like to say. I do like to say that. Eleven. Always, eleven episodes. Eleven already. episodes. Carlo, I didn't even introduce him. He's already <laughs> wow. chiming in. I love that. Yeah. I was just right. gonna say I, the main thing I write on my page is what episode it is, because I gotta keep track. So very excited. Another special guest. We have Carlo Del Giudice, who is a broker with us and incredible incredible first year car we're really excited to have you here because i think you you bring a lot of things that we haven't had the chance to talk about yet that we're going to dive into today that i think a lot of viewers are going to uh, enjoy and rocked it nine months it's been a year you've been with us but in yeah. nine months last year uh you did about 25 million on the broker side which is which is incredible and you recently won an award coming off friday the platinum award yeah i think it's also important to talk about his personal accolades right having a second child all that kind of stuff and Absolutely. still being able to keep up that level of productivity and not having an assistant and onboarding a new uh, teammate. So, yeah. I mean, really, really, really respectable. And I think that a lot of people that are really starting to ramp up in the business can really learn from, you know, the way you put things together. And the best thing about Carlo is that you never have an underwriter call and say, explain to me this, explain to me that his notes are so clear. His packages are so well put together. His, his documents are so organized and he's so systematic in his approach that it's just so seamless when he's putting a file together. Very calm. We said everything there is to say, but- uh, Okay, bye. But you know, what's, what's great about it, and, and I'm then I'm gonna, we wanna hear your story is, what you just said about him having a second child and making the switch from a bank here, a lot of people would be like, I gotta wait. I need to wait. A lot of yeah. people push it off and he did it. So walk us through, just your story, a little bit about your background and then obviously coming over and why you made the move. Just give us some insight. Yeah, for sure. First of all, thanks for having me on. You guys have been great, actually. I, I When you first told me about the podcast, it's got to be about a couple months ago now, and I was really excited to hear it. But you guys have done, honestly, a really, really incredible job. And I think that shows uh, in the support that you've received and you know, basically everybody that's been coming on. Yeah, it's really excited to be here. Yeah, so my story started probably about 10 years ago or so. I was doing personal training. I don't know if you know that about me, but yeah, I was working well, at I a can gym. Tell you're, you you're got legs you. coming out. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. I don't need to guess that. I was, uh, I was working at a gym called uh, Extreme Couture and uh, Kipling, basically in Etobicoke there, uh, MMA gym, and had a bunch of clients. Basically uh, decided to open up a gym at home, so kind of had that entrepreneurial, uh, I guess, uh, motivation. So what? Yeah, I was doing that from home. Decided to go back to school because, uh, well, at the time I didn't want to work weekends and uh, and nights. Uh, I was kind of planning for the future. Yeah, who would have um, thought? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess from there, I went back to school, went back to York, did business, got two degrees, a diploma from Humber as well. And uh, yeah, started working part-time at uh, 
one of the major banks. And yeah, it's basically been about eight years since that's uh, that's happened. So from there, I uh, started as a teller, my way up to financial advisor, you know, FSR, basically uh, right hand to the branch manager and then moved over to the mortgage side of things. Um, ever since I started at the bank, that was kind of the direction that I wanted to take. And, you know, event getting over to the broker side was uh, eventually where I wanted to end up. It's been, it's been great so far. So a couple of things that I was, you know, I'm kind of cooking while uh, Carlos was talking. I could see it. I could but, see it in your but eyes. But I could see you have something to say too. Or do you oh, want to go first? No, no, not at all. I was going to say like, I was able to, Carlo join the team number as well one, as a mobile mortgage specialist number under one, me. Number one, I see Maxi, the producer, crying in the corner because Drew Brees is not going back to the Saints this year. Uh, that's old we're news. We're just going to take we're gonna take a moment of silence for you, Maxi. That's old news. <laughs> Taysom's, two, Taysom's two, got the starting spot. <laughs> number two is, number one, I guess number one, is uh, was there anything that drove you to get into institutional banking or was it kind of something that fell in your lap? Yeah, it was kind of something that fell in my lap, I guess you could say. I had a, a lot of my friends that were in the banking system and I had an in at this specific bank and uh, yeah, never looked back from there. Okay, my next thing is that looking as an outsider perspective at yourself, right? Like, I mean, we've worked together for probably about three years yeah, now, yeah. right? Your thing is that you are extremely disciplined and you invest in the things that matter to you. And what I mean by that is, for example, your body, right? Yeah. You are extremely regimented with your workout routines and your diet, your business. You are extremely regimented and disciplined on your routine and the way you put things together. And I think all those skills are so transferable. Can you tell us how that system works where you have the same mindset when it comes to personal family business so on and so forth yeah so do you you want me to actually like go through my routine yeah 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 my routine well i guess i kind of start with my motto essentially triple h sounds corny but basically you don't want to know from wwe the wrestler the wrestler Hot, hungry, and horny. Let's go. <laughs> no, uh, but seriously, it's uh, humble, hungry, and hardworking. For me, and I think I get this quite often, is that from clients, from COIs, I have a silent confidence. Yeah, to you're me. silent but deadly. Silent but deadly, sure. <laughs> In all facets. Sports, <laughs> sports work. You know, uh, I played soccer with Carlo for many years and uh, that is the best way to approach it. Like when he's giving you the eyes and he wants the ball and you just go and you're just, well, you won't even know, you won't hear a beat from him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess I kind of tackle uh, life the same way I tackle sports, just kind of put my head down and go. I was a striker in soccer, not that that's really related, but it was basically as soon as I saw an opportunity to either make a play, which my teammates will say I never passed. <laughs> Is that true, Paul? That's very true. But I mean, I always thought I had great vision. But he's but, clinical, uh, so it doesn't clinical, matter. Like good finisher, saw an opening, and I took it. And in life, I approach life the same way. When I see an opportunity, I take it, and I don't really think about it. You know, that's work, relationships, business opportunities. Uh, but yeah, getting back to my routine, I get up at 5.30 every morning, sometimes a little bit earlier. As you mentioned before, I did have my second kid. He's about going to be five months soon. So sometimes I'm 
up a little bit earlier than I want to. But essentially, I'm up at 5.30 uh, working out ever since COVID. Uh, I've been pushing the Peloton a little bit more every day, different workouts there. That probably goes until about 6.30 or 7 o'clock or so. And then I'm checking emails uh, for about half an hour. And then actually from 8 o'clock till I'd say about 9, I'm with my uh, older son for uh, about an hour there, getting him ready for the day, giving him breakfast. And then my wife will come down and basically allow me to either come into the office or go upstairs in my office and uh, start underwriting files. Um, So I'm doing that usually until about lunchtime, break for lunch. And then I try to do about an hour or two right after lunch. Uh, if there's anything pressing, get to that. You know, whether that's underwriting, calling back clients, um, prospecting, uh, existing COIs, uh, working on my social media, blogs. And then at about 3.30, I pick up my son from daycare, come home, we give him dinner, and then we eat dinner after that, put them to bed. And then usually I'm up till 12, sometimes 1 o'clock, still working on files. Pretty serious. Pretty committed. Yeah. What's impressive about it is he's he's juggling a lot of balls, right? Like at the end of the day, he's evolved quite a bit. New things come on all of our plates, similar to you, anyone in this industry. And a lot of people can use that as roadblocks. Oh, I, 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 you know, I got to go drop off or I got to pick up or I can't do this. I can't do that. This job gives that but you're still very productive and your production continues to grow to record heights better than what you're doing at the banks, right? Did you have, do you want to jump in? I want to dive into, obviously you I see- I know you want to dive in onto the social. I do. Well, as I'm yeah. wearing his, 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 you know, his shirt today that he made me, his marketing, but go ahead, you go first, then we'll, we'll spend some time on the, sh- on the social because that's a really big uh, thing for me. Yeah, so I can't remember what I wanted to talk about, to be honest. I had like a very good question, like, a, like, a, like, wow. Really? But I literally can't remember it right now. I'm sorry I did that to you. No, it's okay. Why don't you dive into the social? Sure. And if it comes back to me, I'll rudely interrupt you like I always do. Sure. And we'll go from there. That's what it's about. (laughs) All right. So we haven't actually had anyone come on that talked about social and marketing and how that's really pushed the business or yeah. you know the your own personal brand on this side right because you're entrepreneurial you can brand yourselves both of you guys have done it yeah right finkelberg financial cd mortgages why don't we dive into that a bit and talk about how that's helped your business and and probably that's an enjoyable aspect of the business for you yeah for sure oh i remember um, my question oh, yeah, no, yeah go I'm ahead sure he'll, i'm sure he'll remember no, the, no, no. you go ahead carlo but paul i want you to remember my question so that once he's done we can you can ask him because it's it's more directed to you to speak to Carlo about. Sure. You know Carlo's business mix better than anybody, obviously. Yeah. And you know everybody's business mix, right? Because it's what we do during coaching. And Carlo gives such impeccable service that his book of business is really built on past clients. Yeah. Right? Yep. So I want you to touch on that when you say prospecting. Yeah. Is it, you know, are you looking for new COIs? Are you process, are you farming within your CRM and yeah, et cetera? For so sure. let's put a pin in that because I'm really I really want to listen to the social piece because yeah. I obviously have a challenge in that yeah. aspect. So sorry for interrupting rudely. Yeah, no, no, not a problem. Yeah. So I guess the biggest the biggest piece for me coming over to the broker side was obviously the social aspect. You know, being at the bank, being a mortgage specialist at the bank, you were very limited in terms of your marketing, your online material. Um, You basically, the bank would give you a website and 
there was it was really like a cookie cutter website that it didn't really distinguish you from any other mortgage specialist with any of the banks to be honest there's no identity right there wasn't even a picture it was just like branding of the bank and that's it so anytime we wanted to do like uh marketing material with a coi whether that was a realtor or a lawyer or whatever the case was it was like a very you had to go through a lot of red tape and a lot of times it just didn't end up working out and whatever so yeah, being on this side, obviously you have the freedom, create your own brand. I decided from the very beginning that I wanted to go the direction of uh, CD mortgages. I did not use the Dominion Lending uh, graphic designer. I had my own. Uh, I didn't use the Dominion Lending website either. I just wanted to kind of differentiate myself from other brokers. And maybe that's you know a little corny, but essentially I didn't want people to... Like Dominion Lending has what, 2,500 agents, something like that? I think it's closer to 10,000. 10,000? With you under all uh, umbrellas. Okay, so 10,000. But if you look at any of the, well, I guess any of the mortgage agents, like that, you know, not on the private sector or whatever the case is, you look at their websites and it's all the same. It has all the Dominion Lending logos. Um, you know, it's got your picture, it's got the mortgage calculator, it's got all that stuff. I wanted people to come to my website and essentially see a part of me, you know, my style. My, It's got a direct link to my Instagram, direct link to my LinkedIn, direct link to Twitter, direct link to my testimonials. So it's a lot of the personalization aspect that you couldn't really do while I was at the bank. So just moving more into the social aspect, I think like the number one thing for me was having a platform that potential suitors, clients, COIs, realtors, accountants, uh, lawyers, people who were referred to me can look me up online and automatically you're going to see CD mortgages, you're going to see LinkedIn, you're going to see my website, you're going to see my Instagram, both personal and business. I'm very accessible, especially now. I think that's ever more important when we're living in a pandemic where a lot of the face-to-face interactions are few and far between. The number one thing I think when a client is referred or somebody is referred to you is you look them up online. It's the same thing like when you go to a restaurant, you get a new, you know, this new restaurant comes up. The first thing I do, and I think most people do, is look at the reviews, look at the menu, check them out, you vet them. You kind of do like an online interview, I guess. You check out all aspects of them to see if they essentially fit what you're looking for. So the difference between, you know, me and someone who's not accessible is, you already become more trustworthy. People can see, you know, your accolades, LinkedIn. They can see your website. They can see your Google reviews. They can see all of your reviews, your five-star reviews. If there, you know, if there was an issue, maybe a review that's not five stars. Um, your Instagram, you know, some of your content. Did they see that you're not just, there's, there's an identity there. There's a certain level of trust that brings to the table. And I know some, you know, brokers, they don't have that online presence. And to be honest, I think not having an online presence is a huge gap in, in the potential business that you can get, you know, not only advertising on like Google or, or Facebook or whatever, but just the having an online identity. I think that really, I think that really helps attract new suitors and, and whatnot. Yeah. So Paul, 
I see you're eager to ask something, but I do want to ask uh, a pretty serious question. Sure. Because you know my business, you know Carlo's business. Yep. I do not touch social at all. At all. Yep. Like, like I, I've never had any success in it. Like I have LinkedIn and I have Google reviews, but I think that's really where it stops. Like when, when Carlo was talking about like the DLC website, like I have a DLC website yep. and it's not an aspect of the business that I care to invest into. And it could potentially be a gap, Carlo, and you're, you're, you're probably right. With that said, Paul, I want to know what your thoughts are knowing both of our businesses uh, about social. And the reason I ask this is because I believe that social, and I could be wrong, so please, and I'm sure I'm going to get some, some hate for this, that social is not a good platform to get business. I think it's an excellent platform to build a brand. But if, if somebody's on social to strictly get business and they invest their time and, and money into it. I think it's, I just don't think it's the most productive way to spend time and money. Yeah. So what I'll say is I think this, as soon as you're asking me the question, it reminds me of earlier on in the episodes where I said, I've had really successful agents who have a ton of realtors and some that don't, that don't work with any realtors, it's just word of mouth. So I would say in this business, people can build a very solid book of business by going different routes. Carlo has used social media and I'm glad we're able to talk about it because it's further enhanced his brand. I don't, I don't think Carlo, you use it to get leads and that type of stuff, right? No, Which you don't. I mean, um, uh, and Daniel, you're absolutely right. It's definitely not the number one uh, platform to obtain a new business. It's more so about awareness. The couple times that I did do, let's just say an Instagram live or, you know, put a video of me actually talking, it did actually result in a few leads. But for the most part, like posts about purchasing or refinancing or whatever the case is, it's just more so about awareness, you know, because the way Instagram works, it's all based off of algorithms. And the more you post, the more you show up in people's feeds and, you know, so on and so forth. So by constantly showing up in people's feeds you're just essentially staying top of mind so you may not get something today but maybe you know a couple months down the line when that person is thinking about a refinancing be like hey actually i remember a post from a while ago carlo was talking about you know this specific rate or the specific you know, plan to refinance, whether it was a blend and extend or, you know, they can go into the branch and lock in a variable rate or whatever the case is. So I think it's just more about staying top of mind. It's, I think we learned this when we were in the bank. It, how many times is, Paul, you know better than me, how many times do you have actually have to reach out to someone like a COI or whatever the case is before they actually start engaging? Wasn't seven. it like seven times? Seven, seven yeah. contacts. Yeah, so kind of like, the same kind of like aspect or the same kind of situation where you just have to kind of stay top of mind. And and what I love about both of the businesses is so, you know, Carlo builds himself on the, not, not that you don't because you do, but Carlo is, he wants to be known as knowledge, advice, social media presence. And, and then I think even though you're not on social media, what you have to remember is you're still top of mind in the sense of what you do from a, the thank you cards and the phone calls and the, 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 the gifts, the 
you're sending out flyers, calendars. Like it's a different. It's it's different. You're still top of I mind, just, but you I don't just, need to go on Instagram. No, I get that. Right. And, and th- like now that you're talking and we're putting everything out on the board, it just sounds like my business is so archaic. It sounds like I'm so you know 1950s old school broker picking up the phone and and no. and, and it's I don't think not. It's not. Because you don't fix stuff that's you don't stuff that's not broken. But here's my beef with with the social, Carlo, and specifically to a couple points that you alluded to previously. And, you know, you mentioned that you don't want to be, you don't want to have generic marketing and you don't want to have generic uh, a branding. But if I pull up Instagram right now and yeah. I pull up a thousand mortgage brokers, yeah, every single one of those thousand mortgage brokers is going to have the same post. Purchase, learn how to put less than 20% down, refinance. The only thing is a different color and a different font. So in my eyes, it just seems so redundant, you know? And if let's say a potential buyer or a potential, potential customer has Instagram, right? And follows 17 mortgage agents because it's part of their circles or if they're followed back or whatever it is, what's to say that they're going to use you if they see the same post 25 times over with different color and different fonts? You know what I mean? So the top of mind, I kind of disagree with you because I stay top of mind by actually picking up the phone, sending personal emails, thank you cards, so on and so forth. And I feel like if you have, you know, 500,000 followers and you post something, you're not really top of mind. You're just another guy that posted something. Yes and no. Not to say that your business is archaic and people appreciate a handwritten card, a phone call. Those things will, will never cease. You'll always get business that way. And I'm not saying I don't do that because I do. And the social media aspect is not so much for you know, new business and drumming up new business. It's more so to stay top of mind with people who you already have a relationship with. Yeah. So it's building the brand and I a hundred percent agree with you on that. Front. So like for me, for example, I think I have, I don't know, 400 followers on my, on my business page. I can tell you that I know 95% of those people and 95% of those people don't necessarily know what I do. I can't tell you how many people that I've talked to be like, oh, you're, on the, you're an, a mortgage broker. Oh, you, you're a private lender. I'm like, no, I'm not a private lender. Oh, what are your fees? There's no fees. It's so, all about educating. It. Right. So I think going back to what Paul was saying is where I build my business being knowledgeable. So that kind of speaks to my kind of um, gear towards the social is just providing knowledge to people for the most part that I already know and have a relationship with. Here's my thoughts. So when I look at Carlos social, you know who he is as an individual. That's his mantra for the business. He wants people to know I'm a family man. I'm well-educated. I'm knowledgeable. Here's my Google reviews. He pushes it. That's the space that he wants. pack. (laughs) <laughs> 20 yeah, yeah six pack for sure but that's the space that he wants to be in yeah that's but, fair but you that's can't fair. call a hundred million dollar performer archaic like i, I think I, I think it's silly i understand i, I just want for conversation i just want to get better i understand right? so i want to learn but old school principles tried and tested people can say pe- people can say you know those are dead but they're not. They're not. They're not and dead. and you're a person that, you know, I, I heard the saying yesterday, if you're not growing, you're dying. You're constantly looking to grow. Always. You don't need, you know, if you're not passionate about doing a post, but you're doing you're doing a, a podcast now. Yeah. So yeah. it's still a it's, way of putting out the brand. So what I love, Carlo. I love you too. Social. Oh, love sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, quick update. 
We had some complications with chocolate cocoa, but everything was good. Thank God the vets cleared her. We're all good. Paul, any words? We're still waiting on some results, but her name is Dolce. Anyways, let's. <laughs> this guy Carlo's about to pass out. Look at his face. All right. Yeah, anyway, he's dying. What he's, I love about social Carlo, and I feel like a lot, not enough people are doing this, is yes, you mentioned the outreach, but it's the collaborations that people can have. Uh, to help grow each other's businesses. So real estate agents and uh, mortgage agents. But even, let's bring it a little bit further. Let's talk about a mortgage agent mortgage agent and a restaurant. Let's say, for example, you know, you were to do a, a deal with Mastro and to say, you know, every client, like I'm going to sign up, I'm going to have people come to the restaurant and if they come and they give a card that I've given them, you know, they'll get 10% off. Yeah. And sure. that helps build your brand, helps build their brand, especially during COVID and these uncertain times. It helps us all piggyback off one another. And that's one thing that I do miss because I have to go direct to source. And, you know, there's so many cool businesses popping up, you know, ghost kitchens and all this other stuff. I know I always talk about food. Unlike Carlo, I'm a little bit overweight, maybe a lot, doesn't matter. And that's one thing that I do really appreciate about social. For sure. And I think to tie it back to your original question about his business mix is that he wants the story and his what he stands by to continue to drive the business. So anyone that's dealt with Carlo, when they go put a Google review, if you know they want to refer someone to Carlo, everything's right readily available to them. So, you know, he can say, send here's my number, here's my Instagram. They can go look. That's the way he he approaches it. And there's nothing wrong with that, but that's how he prospects. His business is built solely on referrals. word of mouth and referrals. Yeah, exactly. He is picking up Which on the, the agent side. He is picking up on the agent side because the level of service and you call him. And that's what I love about what he brings to our team and why it was so important when he came to join our growth and what are, you know, we're, we're trying to really build something fantastic here is he's added another layer of deep knowledge. When he comes and he asks me something and I give him the answer, He's going to take it, but he's not going to just stop there. He's going to call you. He's going to call the lenders. He's going to call other broker friends. He's going to call bankers. And that's what I enjoy about him. But that's the one piece that he wants to really drive by. And so I think I think he's built a great business model. And I would say, lastly, just before, for any new agents, you know, investing in social media, if that's the brand, what you want to portray, I think it's always great. And I think it's really helped you get return business, really push your brand. For other people, you can build a great book without doing that, you know, but it is good in the times we are 2021. People do want to see you and know who you are. Daniel, you have a foundation that you built many, many years ago that people know your name in the industry, right? And yeah, so listen, and, and I'm not saying I don't have social because when we talk about social, we automatically or I automatically think of Instagram, but like I have LinkedIn and I'm pretty active absolutely. on it. I you got have, a podcast, you have LinkedIn, you I have, have Google reviews. That's right. right. So like, I'm not, I don't have no, you were top three presence. in the, I think many of you guys were yeah, like up I there. Have, top five hundred reviews on that's Google. Exactly. And, you know, like whatever, so, but, but that is an online presence. That yeah, is an right? online exactly, presence. Exactly. 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 So I, like, I got to stay away from, you know, automatically attaching social to Instagram, Instagram yeah. and kind of understanding that it's a holistic approach that's right. to having an online presence. Carlo, a couple things I want to ask you is, number one, you've had a fantastic start to 2021. What are your goals for this year? Widgets, volume, personal, whatever, just so we can get an idea of that. Yeah, great question. 
It is, like, I'm not going to lie, I got two kids under two undergoing major renovation, family obligations, whatever. I still am trying to double what I did in nine months last year. So I'm shooting for 50 million. I'll probably land in and around there. But yeah, that is the goal. Widgets, I don't really care about widgets. It's more about the volume for me. Obviously, I did bring on another new agent, which that's going to take up some time getting him up to speed. Within the next, I'd say, six to nine months, uh, I do want to hire another one to possibly two agents and potentially an assistant, you know, just for data entry, compliance, which will give me uh, a little bit more time to focus on family and drumming up new business and getting to that 50 million mark. I love that. There's so much ahead of you. It's so awesome. Can you hire me as your assistant? You want to be? No. <laughs> will we ever don the same jersey on a soccer field ever again? Ooh. Yes. We will. Ooh. Are you going to pass done. the ball? The last time I was this excited to see Carlo, we didn't need to pass the ball as long as he was in the other team's half. But was when you showed up at halftime in the League Cup game and we won the championship. And I, I, I don't think I've ever been happier to see you because I think it was one one at that time where we're losing one nothing does the jersey fit or does it like rip in the back oh no he likes to wear it no, tight like and his it. arms tight, are tight. just bulging oh out and he God. and he rolls up his sleeves oh a little bit God. and he's just a monster literally he's a monster and he just wants you know free kicks are his pk's penalty shots are his just everything but yeah, no acronyms you're happy when you see him intimidation <laughs> intimidation is a factor think, for him. I think I would be intimidated if I met Carlo for the first time and then I'd understand that he's just silent but deadly. he would just bulldoze <laughs> two people he just bulldoze two people yeah, what are your sports? Is that your sports soccer? Soccer and hockey. He's yeah, very good at hockey part, too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's very good yeah. at hockey. Yeah, not better than me though. I'm sure he's good in golf too. Yeah, but golf's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Shooting low nineties. Oh, low nineties. Yeah. Wow. So this guy on the PGA tour. <laughs> <laughs> Potentially. Who's this guy? I don't know. So, anything you want to before we run off here? We're reaching that point. Anything you want to yeah, ask yeah. us? So I did want to kind of allude to the fact that you know coming over. It wasn't a hard decision, uh, especially because Paul, who I'm good friends with, uh, made that jump. For, thanks. But it, it was more so about listen on this side, uh, on the broker side, and essentially when you're in a commission role, support is huge. And if you don't have support, Daniel can can comment about this. You heard Miguel comment about this on the last uh, right uh, a couple episodes ago. Having a support system from a business aspect is you need it. You absolutely need it. You know, whether a file needs escalating or, you know, you need new and exciting ways to drum up new business or, you know, you bring that aspect to the brokerage that essentially we can't come up with on our own. You know, you can't replace 20 odd years of experience in the bank. So I kind of related this to, you know, when Juve got their own stadium Juventus got their own stadium, okay. Juventus got their own stadium, and they, and, they, and, and they started attracting world-class talent because obviously, you know, Italian soccer kind of took a backseat to the EPL and right. German and, you know, when... Okay, we got John Luigi Buffon. <laughs> on Juve, yes. And yeah, I kind of related it to that because it was exciting. It was something that was different. No Italian soccer team had their own stadium, and... They just started attracting world-class talent. I mean, Daniel was already over here. Miguel was already over here. But, 
you know, and then I came, not to say that I'm world-class talent, you, uh, you are, you but are, I am, are, I'm a finisher. I think um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we are obviously attracting brokers from, you know, some banks and some other brokerages that uh, are excited about, you know, what we bring, you know, first uh, brokerage to hit 2 billion ever, right? In 2020, in the pandemic. And yeah, that that's... Uh, it was just a really, really exciting, you know, to bring the social aspect, to, to you know, be part of a, of a growing team, to doing be commercial mortgages. Yeah, exactly. Doing, being able to, well, on that, that's a whole other probably podcast, but yeah, <laughs> to be able to do commercial mortgages, multi-unit residential, privates, Mer. alternative, yeah, MERS, you know, and just have, you, you have a, a huge arsenal of weapons now that you could essentially bring to your clients that we couldn't do before it was oh you need a commercial okay we have to refer you to you know somebody in commercial oh it's a multi-unit residential more than five units okay you got to go here oh you need private lending okay you got to go here okay you can't do the deal you got to go to this broker and it's like we can do every single deal there's a a file for for there's a home for every file and carla one thing that you and i share is that we're both so thirsty for knowledge yeah. And when you said arsenal of weapons, the best thing for me, okay, let, let's not, not the best, but top five things for me is that every day that I come into work, I get to sharpen those tools and I get to use them. And, you know, we stay in our lanes, you know, we're not jack of all trades, master of none, right? Like we focus yeah. on what we know, but it's so fun that there's always something new to learn where as at the bank, it was a little bit more of a challenge to learn because you'd have to go through different roles and things like that. When you obviously have a such deep commitment and passion for the mortgage business. And I think the discipline, the passion, and the commitment is what makes you the successful mortgage agent that you are. Paul, do you agree or disagree? I totally agree. And uh, we are, this is going to be the longest podcast we've had, Carlo, and it's been fantastic. The last thing I will say is the reason why. I love coming into work every day, truly. And, and people, that's the best feedback that people have been giving us, like on the podcast is you guys, it just says how much, it shows how much you guys love your job, is that we are now a full team and we're all in the, have the same vision. You two have become team leaders. You guys are growing a team. You're people managers. You have become a shoulder to lean on. I don't have all the answers for everything. I'm, I'm new to the industry. Uh, we relative, not new to the industry, sorry, new to the broker side, right? So now there's all these different lenders and you have, you know, your knowledge, Carlo, your knowledge, Daniel, your experiences, people come to you and they lean on you and, and we have the buddy system. And, and it's just amazing that we've all come together. And my biggest, biggest accomplishment or what I've been so happy about in the last year is whoever we've brought in, we, we're all working towards a common goal and the competition amongst you guys is, is very friendly, but everyone's willing to help. There's no, I've never seen you guys fighting over a deal or, no. or someone coming to me saying, oh, this person has this deal, like in between our brokerage. And that's the best part of it, honestly, and, and truly, truly blessed. And we've had a, we have had a great time. Uh, yeah, I know you want to wrap this up. And you know, when, when people come to lean on us, I just want to say that I often lean on Carlo and Carlo often leans on me. So it's like, nobody's better than anybody. And it's just about what kind of files have you looked at? What kind of experiences have you had? And how can you help support the brokerage as a team? And it's, you know, everybody wants to make money. Everybody wants to have home life, uh, work life balance, and everybody just wants to be happy. And I think that 
forget the business for a second because obviously the goals are there. The goals on a personal level are also very similar. Mm-hmm. And that's really an accolade, I think, in, in our brokerage. Lean on me. <laughs> Anyhow, you guys both have Can you, great do, shoulders. Do you mind doing like a little like a little sonnet because you are actually a very good singer. A sonnet of what? Yeah. I'm not singing right like, now. Yeah, not yeah. at all. No, 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 no. I don't know. Music for you guys and you not guys a chance. We're know. way over, Come guys. No, on. no, no, no. Carlo, I see that smile. Carlo has two smiles. One where he's actually smiling. One when something goes a little array. <laughs> he has this smile. He loves it. Like when he, before we go, when he said, when you guys told me about your podcast, he thought it was going to be absolutely like, not as good as it's taken off. So no, I know no, that he was waiting for it. Look at that. There's that, that. smirk. That. Oh, is that the second it's smile? Not. Yeah, it's the it's second dark. smile. Second it's Even behind that beard. All right, that's <laughs> a wrap. That's just, a wrap, Carl. Thank you. you. Back. That's right, Carlo. We love you. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Take care. Let's get down. Let's get down to business. Give you one more night. One more night to get this. We've had a million, million nights just like this So let's get down, let's get down to business